Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's anxiety, depression, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, some good news for anyone that has struggled through the last three podcasts. I found the culprit, and it wasn't the update that I more or less whined about in the last episode. It was my microphone. And I think you'll agree, if you've listened to any of the last three podcasts, that the sound coming through in this podcast is the way it ought to be. And life ought to be the way you want it, right? So maybe that's part of our goal and our mission with self-coaching is, is to get the life that we not only desire, but the life we need to be truly happy. So let's get right into today's topic which is getting the most out of life. According to Confucius, man who stand on hill with mouth open will wait long time for roast duck to drop in. Nice, right? So if you're standing on the mountain and you've got your mouth wide open, and you're sitting there with your arms folded, waited for that Peking duck to fall into your mouth, well, God bless. You're going to be there a while, maybe a lifetime. Do you think that's you? Do you think you're sitting on that mountain waiting for things to happen in your life, waiting for good things to come your way, just kind of plodding along day by day, hoping that you'll stop procrastinating, wishing that things were different? Well, you have to admit, you're on that mountain and your mouth's wide open. And this is very sad. You know, sometimes when I speak with people that are elderly and depressed, uh, oftentimes there's, there's kind of a uh, regret not doing the things that they wanted to do, accomplishing the things they wanted to accomplish, uh, just kind of feeling not happy that life has passed them by. And this, this is especially true when one's pursuits in life have been what I might call misguided pursuits or adolescent pursuits. People that go through their lives just chasing money, sex, acquisitions. If I had that, if I could only get that house, that car, that, then I'd have it all. Power, status. These, these are misguided, and these are what I call adolescent pursuits. And the reason they're adolescent pursuits is because adolescence is a time in our life where we look externally to feel good. It's where looking good is, is everything, how we appear, being accepted, the clothes we wear. It's it's driven, of course, adolescence by a lack of self-confidence. We are, in fact, coming into our own during pre-adolescent, adolescent years. 
And it's a time where we're not so sure. Our self-confidence is just forming. So we tend to look at the external as a means of validating who we are. Now, eventually, with maturity, we get to a point where we start to understand that who we are is not necessarily dependent on externals. It's more dependent on what we say coming from the inside. So as we as we grow and hopefully uh, as we mature, our goals need to make this transition from adolescent external validation pursuits to more of that internal mature goals, the things that really matter. And that's kind of what, what I wanted to talk about today, those things that really matter. You know, the mature goals, these are inherently important to our well-being, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. These are the important things. These are the mature goals. They're geared not to puff us up and to get others to applaud, but to nurture who and what we are. Now, that's not to say that external goals are invalid, but they are invalid if they're driven by insecurity, which is an attempt to compensate for our own self-distrust or our own lack of self-regard or confidence. Those are the goals that are still mired in an adolescent need to be okay. But your goals well, they're driven by a holistic desire of self-expression. But this can only happen if the self-trust is there. You know, if we if we are already confident and settled with ourselves, then self-expression becomes more evident, the things that really matter. So let us begin by starting off with a very important question. So I ask you, what do you need in your life? Now, be careful with this. You may think of a few things right off the bat, but be careful because we don't want insecurity to confuse you with a need to get a facelift or to go into debt in order to get that, that beautiful sports car you've been thinking about for years. Now, you may be confused here because if insecurity is steering your life and if you're feeling that you need these things in order to feel better about yourself because of lack of self-trust and insecurity, then it's really going to feel like you need these things. But the way to clarify that is to really recognize that it's, it's your habit of insecurity that needs these compensatory things. It's not you. So the important question that you need to ponder is what do you really need to be happy? Not transient happy, but fulfilled, content. I mean, the facelift may, may be hiding the fact that you can't adjust to just getting older, that you depend on your youthful appearance to be okay. Truth is, you're already okay, but you're not feeling that if you don't feel that you can preserve your youthful looks. So your okayness is contingent on the body. And ultimately, that is a losing proposition. We all grow old. Selves have a hard time replicating after a certain age. So if you are dependent on your adolescent point of view in terms of your looks are the sine qua non of your happiness, 
then of course you're going to struggle. And what about that sports car? Yeah, you could love cars, no question about it. But if that car is a vehicle in order to be admired by others, then it's compensatory. It's driven, the need is driven by the insecurity. So that's maybe the first thing you really need to do is to differentiate. Is what I think I need to be happy driven by insecurity or maturity? Now, this is not an easy thing to differentiate, especially when insecurity is convincing you that you you need these externals in order to be okay. But ponder this. Insecurity-driven needs are typically needs to control life. And sometimes it's not necessarily life. It's controlling how we feel about ourselves. So take the fancy car. We, we feel not so admired. We feel that maybe we're falling through the cracks and people don't realize just how great I am. But if I had that sports car, they would say, look at that guy. He's so cool. It's all about control. You're trying to control the fact that your self-regard isn't there, that you're not okay enough with yourself. And these things are little band-aids to try to try to help you feel that you're okay. So after this podcast, if you, you listen to this podcast, go, go get a piece of paper. And I want you to take some time and I'd like you to write down some short-term goals and some long-term goals. Short-term needs and long-term needs. What do we call them? Needs or goals. The things that you feel you need to be happy. Okay, so once you get your list and you've tried to differentiate between insecurity-driven need and healthy, mature-driven need, this, this probably isn't going to be as difficult as you think. Because deep down, we kind of know when something is driven by insecurity, and that is when we're not okay with ourselves and we're doing something or pursuing something because that's going to make us feel better, that that's what we need to be okay. So try to play with that a little bit and try to understand what are the realistic, mature needs that you have and what are the needs driven by insecurity. Just seeing the difference is very important right now. So after you've done that, I'd like you to go through your list and ask the question, why? Why do I need that fancy car? You need to start being honest with yourself. The why question is one way to get there. So once you've, you've asked why and you've made a, a very concerted effort to separate the insecurity-driven need to compensate your insecurity, lack of self-trust, once you've done this, take a look at the the realistic, mature, and healthy goals and needs that you've listed. These are the needs that are truly important to pursue. And it's the only way to get off that mountain where you're waiting for the duck to fall into your mouth and begin to take charge of your life in such a way to nurture yourself, to develop that self-trust, confidence, and okay feeling. And speaking of okay feeling, it's important that you recognize that you are okay, inherently okay. It's the distortions of insecurity and growing up in an insecure world that has distorted your ability to recognize the simple truth, your okayness. And it's these distortions that over time have become habituated, and you may wind up seeing yourself as less than or not good enough 
or a sham. You know, these are the distortions that have come to replace the truth. That there's nothing wrong with you. There never was. But because of insecurity and the associations that you've made to yourself and your life, you've come to embrace the fact that you're not okay or not okay enough. But from a self-coaching perspective, please try to grapple with the fact that you are okay, always have been okay, but it's like there's been a shroud between you and that realization. So we're trying to remove that shroud. We're trying to get you to see what's really important today. So how do you begin? How do you get off that mountain? You begin right now and you start small. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. While you have the list in front of you, jot down the behavioral changes that are necessary to reach your goals, your needs. What are the incremental steps that will get you from where you are, point A, to happiness, to being okay? I was working with a young man whose life was disheveled. He was feeling out of control and not okay. I suggested he make such a list, and I gave him what I felt would be the number one thing to do on his list, and that was to wake up each morning and make his bed, which he never did. He argued with me. He says, why make my bed? It's, I live alone. Just going to have to wrinkle it up at night again anyhow. But I explained to him that by making his bed, symbolically, he was disciplining himself to start his day off in control rather than out of control. I mean, this is why at West Point and various military academies, discipline is so important. Making the bed is so important. So we, we want to start small with behavioral changes. Once you see your goals, your goals, I should say, and your list of things that you want to accomplish in order to be genuinely happy, then you need to break that down in its incremental steps. And sometimes the first step, like finishing eating your supper and doing the dishes, not procrastinating. You see, because being on the mountain with your mouth open waiting for the duck, that's procrastinating. Get off the mountain, begin small, but begin now. You have to really recognize that if you don't start now, then the adage, if not now, when? Today is the perfect time to start to reach those goals. And every goal begins with that first step. You know that. So we begin the thousand-mile journey with that first step, whatever that step is, making your bed, doing the dishes, being more disciplined. A lot of this has to do with self-discipline. Self-discipline is a muscle, and we need to exercise that muscle. So once you get off that mountain and you recognize the needs that you really must have if your life is going to be one of happy, if you're going to feel okay, you're going to have to get beyond insecurity, and you're going to have to make some changes in your life. You're not going to find what you need by doing nothing. So you're really going to have to start doing something, and we're going to have to start defining what that something is. Insecurity is synonymous with pessimism. So if part of why you're not okay enough has to do with insecurity just yammering in your mouth, in your mouth, <laughs> thinking of the duck falling into the mouth. If insecurity is yammering in your head, saying, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I, I can't go back to school. I, uh, I can't meet that person. I, I can't get that job, whatever it might be. Pessimism has a breaking effect 
on your reaching your goals, on happiness, on self inner security, self-trust, self-confidence. Pessimism is a brake pedal. Now, of course, what's the opposite? Well, optimism. Optimism has the opposite effect. Optimism is motivation. It's energy. So if you're making behavioral changes, like making your bed, washing dishes, making that phone call, when you start to make these incremental changes, and start to force yourself to see the need to change and to do what is necessary rather than to procrastinate, then you're actually moving towards realizing the truth about yourself. And you're making that transition from an adolescent point of view, where everything you need comes from the outside, to an internal perception, where everything I need comes from within me and needs to be expressed and embraced. So as you begin to flex that self-discipline muscle, as you begin to approach realistic, holistic needs, being honest with yourself, that may be your, your one of your biggest struggles may be just realizing how difficult it is to be honest with yourself. But think about it for a second. If you really, really think about it, you know when you're being honest and you know when you're allowing insecurity to kind of fudge things up a little bit. Yeah, if I get that uh, promotion, then I'll be okay. And that goes for just about most insecurity-driven needs. Oh, if I get that car, then I'll be okay. Or that house or those clothes, then I'll be okay. Then I'll be okay. And then the Peking duck will fall into your mouth. I keep saying the Peking duck. It's not what Confucius said. I, I throw the Peking duck in because I love Peking duck. So you're starting to build self-confidence by being honest with yourself, by recognizing the needs that are truly essential, by developing a plan, an incremental plan, a behavioral plan on reaching those goals. It can, it can start small. I mean, making that bed is just a start, but it has a resonant effect. The next step, maybe you don't know what the next step is, but if you are determined and optimistic, then in one sense, it will come to you. And I'm not talking about a Peking duck. It, the awareness, the aha moment of, now I need to do this. This will make me feel better about myself. Who you are and what you are is determined by the core within you, not by the external success or failure of getting the job, the promotion, the money, the car, the status, the power. It's by what's within you. Once you start to believe in yourself, or at least take the leap of faith, maybe you don't feel that okay, or maybe you don't feel you can really trust believing in yourself. But once you start to try to grapple with that, once you realize that that's the path you want to be on, that opens up an optimistic path where good things can happen. Insights can happen. Intuition can provide you with... You know, intuition is that that feeling that you could see around corners, what's coming around that corner. And these things can appear and motivate you and direct you what the next step might be and the step after that and the step after that. And it all began with making that silly bed or doing those silly dishes or making that phone call. It all begins somewhere. And that's why I say start now. You see, once you begin walking this path, you begin developing self-confidence. That's the muscle we want to build, self-trust. Ultimately, self-trust 
is what eradicates insecurity. Because once you believe in yourself, that's where you find that you are okay. You can take that leap of faith and embrace that fact. You don't have insecurities. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I can't, I can't do uh, algebraic. You know, you don't let insecurity yammer on and on and on. You you decide with self trust. You decide to take that leap. The more you take that leap, the more your acceleration begins. And your motto has to be, whatever it takes. You see, once you go back to your list and you see what the true needs are, the true mature needs are. Whatever, whatever those needs may be, if they're honest and they really are holistic needs and not external, in, insecure adolescent needs, once you determine that, then whatever it takes, you've got to get there. Your happiness is essential. I mean, what other goal is more important in life than being happy? And you can only be happy, in my self-coaching estimation, if you're okay with yourself. Because that's what emanates the capacity for happiness, for not living the distortions, whatever it takes. You can't get in the front door, try the side door. That doesn't work, go to the back door or a window. There's always a way if you are optimistically determined. Which brings us, of course, to one other very important variable, and that's to be patient. No question about it. Impatience is immaturity. That's the, wah, wah, wah. it's too hard. I'll stand on the mountain and wait for the duck. That's, that's being impatient. Patience, on the other hand, is maturity. Oh, and let's not forget tenacity. I like tenacity. That's, you know, that, that intrepid attitude that nothing can stop you. The only thing that can stop you, and here's where you need to be really brutally honest with yourself, the only thing that's going to stop you from being a happy person, a confident person, is you. You have everything you need to succeed. Now, be careful, because when we say succeed, people start thinking about grandiose plans of becoming the CEO of this or that or getting that Mercedes. Everything you need to succeed as a person, everything you need to succeed in being okay. and. The fact that only you can stop you, that helps you realize the simple truth that anything else than that realization is just a distraction. You have everything you need, and we don't want to get distracted by insecurity. So that's my self-coaching talk of the week. And I am so glad to have a new microphone and not to have gotten so hysterical over the update. So I apologize for the previous two podcasts. But I'm glad to be back, sounding better, and hoping that you realize you really are okay, truly. And visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn a little bit more about my philosophy and check out some of my previous books, my latest on learning, anxiety, and depression, which I am going to uh, tout as uh, a culmination of my 45 years of, of practice and the, the kind of the synthesis of all my self-coaching thoughts into a four-step program. So uh, the book is Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. And as I always encourage, 
You can reach me through the website or at selfcoachinghelp at aol.com. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless, and you're not powerless. So remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. And how about we make it simple together? Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.